0: My biggest issue with video games and books being turned into TV shows is the fact that writers just completely ignore the lore. The writers, producers, and even the actors don't do any sort of research on these projects before working on them. Sometimes the quality of the show suffers then because the stories and the characters don't quite match up with anything from the games or the books. So in this video I want to bring up a couple of examples, now let me just say that not all the shows I'm going to bring up are bad, really one only stands out as bad, but I have a couple of examples that just make me scratch my head as I try to figure out why creators and actors just refuse to do their homework. But before I do this, be sure to like the video and subscribe, also you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at This underscore YT. Now the first show I wanna bring up is Halo. Now this is the bad one. This show received a lot of flack because of story choices, just completely ignoring anything about the most important character and his characteristics, the Master Chief. Why does the Master Chief seem so different? Why does Cortana look different? And what the heck is going on with this Covenant War origin story? Well, here's your answer. Halo showrunner Stephen Kane revealed that the creative team behind the upcoming Paramount Plus series avoided looking at the video games that inspired it. Kane discussed the Halo game's influence on the genesis of the show in an interview with Variety, and he said, We didn't look at the game. We didn't talk about the game. We talked about the characters and the world. So I never felt limited by it being a game, he said. So, you're making a show based on a game that has a long list of games and stories and other resource material like comics, and graphic novels and you choose not to look at the games for whatever reason you don't want to be limited by the game how about you look at the game so you understand who the characters are and the elements of the story that make Halo one of the greatest games and stories of all time and specifically Master Chief one of the greatest video game characters of all time Nobody said take the games and turn them exactly into a show, mission by mission. Paramount was given a great opportunity to bring the Halo universe to life, and they didn't bother to do any research or make an attempt to make these characters feel like themselves. Master Chief takes his helmet off at the beginning of the season, like right away. His face has never been revealed until now. The whole mystique of this masked, badass soldier is completely washed from the beginning. And why did this happen? Here's your answer. Executive producer Kiki Wolfkill defended the decision at the time, writing, With the television series, we want to take you on Master Chief's journey and let you experience as a viewer his story and evolution from an external subjective viewpoint. For that, it felt important to see Master Chief outside of his armor. The whole point of Halo is a war between alien forces versus human forces. The Covenant have some awesome-looking ships and troops. The humans counter that with their own awesome-looking troops. Spartans. Nobody cares about the Master Chief's face. Oh, and hey, Master Chief also had sex with the enemy, and not just with any old enemy, a human spy that works for the Covenant. The creators also felt the need to change Cortana's appearance. Cortana went from looking like an AI hologram to looking like a real person. Here's why. Wolfkill also justified this creative choice in an interview, saying, In this situation, it's so very different from the games, in that Cortana has to feel real. She has to feel like a real AI, a real hologram, and be a character that people are acting against, Wolfkill said. The Halo show was filled with nothing but distractions. The creators thought faces, sex, and more realistic human characteristics and features on characters in a sci-fi show were the most important elements to bring to this show and bring Halo to life. The subplot of the show was an inner conflict between the humans too. The only good thing about this show was the fight scenes and the cool first person view of the HUD, which you would see like if that looked very similar to if you were playing the games. I'll give them props on that. Now let's move on to the next show, Netflix's The Witcher. Henry Cavill played the main character Geralt of Rivia. Cavill was a huge fan of the books and the games prior to acting in his role, and his performance showed that. He played a great Geralt, and now the poor guy is out after season 3 because, first off, he thought he was returning to DC as Superman. He got screwed out of that. There's also rumors that suggest that Cavill left the show because of the writers not being a fan of the books and the games. Also, that the season 2 story was drifting away from the books. Let's take a look at a couple of quotes, one from Cavill himself and another from a former producer named Bo DeMeo. So Cavill said, As far as the preparation goes, coming into this, I wanted the character to have a closer relationship to the character in the books. I wanted him to be more book accurate. And so it was more to do with making sure and campaigning for him to sound more intellectual, more philosophical, and to have an emotional side as well, rather than just be a grumpy snowman. Every day I was pushing this stuff as far as prep goes. At the present, he could be a little uncommunicative, and I'm obviously working on that. And then Bo Demayo, who was a producer on the show, talked about how the writers on the show disliked the games and the books that the series was based on. This is what he said. I've been on show, namely Witcher, where some of the writers were not or actively disliked the books and games, even actively mocking the source material. It's a recipe for disaster and bad morale. Fandom as a litmus test checks egos and makes all the long nights worth it. You have to respect the work before you're allowed to add to its legacy. And i think that's beautifully said i think he is in the right mindset there and i'm glad to see Cavill will stand up for the true essence and the foundation of the character Geralt. so after all this criticism and all these interviews and quotes have come out showrunner lauren smith Hisich has responded to all of it she did mention that season three is going to kind of take a return to the books and back to resource material for its content which i think that's great she also commented to a fan on an Instagram post saying, I've never mocked the books. The books are my entire livelihood. I have a great relationship with Mr. Sapkowski, the creator of The Witcher, and writers' rooms are sacred and safe and more than anything supportive spaces. Don't believe everything you read. That's true, and again, I'm not going to stake my flag you know, on one side of the issue or the other because it's really not smart to do that when, again all the proof you have or all you know is, you know, everybody pointing the finger at one another. But like I said, I really think it's weird how these companies don't want to review the resource material or value it or honor it. And it's weird that companies are hiring creators that just don't seem to know or care about the shows they are making and where that source material comes from. They just think they can turn these stories and characters into their own things. Like in the interviews when these people are going through the process of potentially getting hired to be a producer, or a writer, or an actor, or an actress, I think these questions need to be asked. One, what do you know about the series? Two, are you willing to do the research to understand the story? And three, are you willing to respect the existing foundation or no? Now I personally have loved The Witcher show so far and I really don't have many complaints, but again, still have some issues after learning all about this stuff and the fact that Henry Cavill has left the show. Lastly, I want to address some things with The Last of Us, and first off, I just want to say I'm not mad about any of the news that has come out prior to the show releasing, and I am recording this around the same time the show is being released, so none of these are opinions that I have about the show based off of viewing anything. This is all kind of leading up to the show, and just, okay, we'll see what happens, you know. Maybe I'll come back and review or give my final thoughts on the first season when it's done and over with, but there's a couple of examples that go perfectly well with this video with the point I'm trying to make. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey did not play the games, and they were encouraged not to, and these are the two main characters of the show. I should throw out there that Bella did admit that she watched some gameplay, which I think is great, And I don't think that these actors and actresses necessarily have to be forced to play games or read all the books, especially if they're not big in the reading or if they're not gamers. You can't force people to do stuff, but there should be some kind of research done. So you know what the heck's going on with the story and just who this character is that you're portraying. This isn't a brand new character. You're acting as somebody that has been created already. And of course I do want Pedro and Bella to give their own unique version of these characters. I don't wanna feel like I'm replaying the game. I want a little bit of a different vibe. But i find it funny how this show is literally supposed to be based on the events of the game and then the creators want the actors and the actresses to ignore any of the research material and then one quick bonus example this is coming from a movie is star wars the last jedi the one scene that lives rent free in my head still to this day is when luke throws the lightsaber over his head and basically off the cliff we are talking about the most iconic lightsaber in the franchise. It was Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Obi-Wan Kenobi passed it along to his son Luke. That lightsaber has been through every important moment throughout the saga, and Ryan Johnson decided to just treat it like a prop. We waited two years after The Force Awakens to see what happens after Rey attempts to hand over the lightsaber, and this is what we got. Oh, and then the lightsaber gets destroyed in the fight between Kylo and Rey as they're battling for who gets possession of the saber. Oh, and then it's automatically fixed in the next movie crappy writing and stupid hollywood egos for you well that's my take on the whole situation let me know down below what you think whether you agree or disagree with me and also like the video and subscribe to the channel and of course you could follow me on twitter and tiktok at analyze this underscore yt thanks guys and see you on the next one